Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 52. I don't want to start out on the back foot, but I do want to apologise for the sound because I am in France um, and Liv is in London, so we're trying our best. I'm in um, the attic of a farmhouse in France. Oh my God. I just, I, when you first told me this, all I can imagine, I said to you earlier, was you being like Joe March in Little Women, like kind of having this really beautiful, rustic attic. And you said that's not quite the reality. No, it's not. I've got the microphone propped up on a suitcase and there's, I'm sat on a sofa that's got an elephant print um, all over it. The elephant's got a little hat on, I think. Um, and what else there's there's various bits and bobs in here uh, just let me explain jack's parents have moved to france and we came out to visit them before um we're going to address the situation in the world in a minute but before what is happening was confirmed a pandemic in the uk and and i have said i don't think i would have come out if i had the same information that i had four days later but anyway we're here um i'm in my little french attic and i've been eating a lot of cheese and actually like life's quite nice here because we don't see a single soul oh for goodness goodness gracious me that is my text messages i said don't text me at oh. three did nobody get the memo who, oh, did you literally have to send out a communal text saying please no communication at three o'clock <laughs> no it was only to one person and that one person texts me Oh, how who, who rude. Who texts you other than me? I'm offended. I know. I actually pay them to text me. It's Emily who works with me. So you don't get paid. Oh, okay. To be my friend. No, it's true. Disappointingly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a word with um, HR about that. <laughs> Please do. Um, how are you anyway? I feel like we're all, I imagine we're all feeling pretty much the same with what's going on in the world right now, which is a very overwhelmed, worried, anxious a bit kind of WTF as well. It's so bizarre because I feel like I was talking to Joe about this. I was like, you know, four days ago, well, it's not four days now. Seriously, I keep saying like I've lost track of time. Um, but on Wednesday um, last week, I went to a gig and it, like, a couple of days before that, we were planning an event and all of these things kind of, you were acutely aware of things, but it wasn't like, I don't know it wasn't on the scale it is now so it's like what you knowing what I know now um and in four days I just feel like it's I don't know it's 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 just a very strange time but I'm fine I'm happy as a clam um but anxious as a clam um but I'm at home and the sun is shining it's just looking for the small positives I think um but it's just I do think that sitting at home checking your phone all the time is so stressful yeah um that's going to be our main topic today I, I don't know if we've given it an official title but it's kind of staying positive and finding the pockets of joy so we are going to dedicate our topic to that today because we had a bit of a chat on the weekend and what else, I just think what else can we do I think we need to look after yeah. ourselves try and help people as much as we can um, and also kind of switch off from it as well because um, we have here because um, like our internet on our phones isn't isn't as as great so we'll kind of a couple of nights we've sat with the news on and but we've had it like streaming and, and all of us at one point have gone that is enough like we cannot watch 
any more news. Like you can't sit and watch the news 24-7. It's just not helpful or useful. No, I had to say to Joe, because he's on his he's on he's on his Twitter all the time. But I was just like, we like we can't talk about this all day. Like it just gets a lot because obviously Joe's reading all these articles and hot takes, which is ridiculous because I don't think it's a situation that warrants hot takes necessarily. Because do you know what I mean? It's it is what it is. And I think opinions just make it like a, a story of two sides when we're all doing it together. Um which is almost a hot take in itself, so apologies. Um, but I was just kind of like, we I, like, can we talk about something else for a minute? Because I was like, we're gonna we're just gonna drive each other mad. Um, and I said that you know I'm very lucky that Joe and I both work from home. We're both in each other's company a lot as it is. Um, but it is just it can get so overwhelming because you feel like I think if you're just watching the news or listening to radio, you're getting almost the very very filtered kind of facts. Um, whereas I think on Twitter, although Twitter, do you know what? I think a lot of people do dislike Twitter, but it it has got this kind of community sense. And I've seen some of the funniest things in the last four days that I've probably ever seen in terms of meme use, GIFs, Vine, um, sorry, not Vines, R.I.P., TikToks. Um, so there is that sense of community in having a, a humour in it where appropriate. Um, like... I did see a really funny tweet that said, like, can you please be mindful about making toilet roll jokes and check they haven't been made before and they are funny. Because um, I've seen, you, you just see a lot of people cracking the same thing. Like me and Joe were saying this morning, it's like when you go into an office or a meeting and people kind of go, oh, so should I shake your hand? Oh, I don't know if I can do that anymore. And kind of like, I really don't care about that. Like, that's not funny. Can we, can we move past that? We've like, all moved poor on. use of joke. Funny two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, not so funny now, Cliff. Um, talking of toilet roll, Jack's mum and dad, well, guess what we've got in France? A B-Day. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I saw Courtney from Pretty Little Fawn talking about her B-Day. Wow. Oh, my God. They're having a moment. Yeah, B-Days are back, people. Um, we were all very unsure on how one uses a B-Day. So that that was a source of entertainment when we Googled that. You can actually do it. Because um, I said, do you squat like that? I don't think I've got the thigh muscles yeah. for that. They're quite low down anyway. You don't. B-days are strong enough for you to sit on. And you can sit on them front ways or forward facing, which I thought was very interesting. Do you know what? So I've seen like a, quite a few people. I think it's I think it's two people I follow in the US, so Courtney being one of them. And it's like a B-day attachment to your toilet seat. So it's not like the, the European B-day, which is a separate mini toilet. This is an attachment. We should have put a trigger warning on for anybody that hates toilet talk. We're in it. We're in the thick of it. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Honestly, I'm just... And she made it sound so chic. I was like, wow, I need a beat. And I think it was called, like, bum something. So, obviously, me being the fully grown, mature adult that I am was like, oh, God, that's so funny. (laughs) Um I I really wish I could find it and surprisingly it is not on her main grid. Yeah, um, yeah which surprisingly. I feel a bit cheated by. Um I'm going to draw a line under it here and I'm going to I'm going to introduce Tally Talk without further ado. Thank you. <laughs> without further ado, Tally Talk. <laughs> well, Tally's coming to its own, hasn't it? Tally's having a comeback. Oh my goodness. So first of all, I finished Love is Blind. 
Oh, finally, I've moved on. I've got other things to talk about. Have you watched The Reunion? No, I'm watching that today, but I've watched everything else. Okay, wh- where are you at? So, well, to start with, I did voice note you um, an insertion <laughs> of some thoughts live as I was watching it. So if they're usable, um, I can pop in some live thoughts now. Right, here they are. Here's Liv's thoughts to me late one Saturday night. I'm just going to send over some thoughts about Love is Blind. I'm watching it now and I just had such an impassioned chat to Joe that I was like, actually, I'm going to voice note Charlotte and tell her this. I'm just, Jessica frustrates me. I know she's got a lot of stick and I'm really going to try and give her the benefit of the doubt because I think, you know, she deserves it. But what I find odd is the fact that she keeps saying, like, oh, I just can't, like put two and two together like as if it's like a psychological deficiency that she can't associate his face with his voice but really I'm like you just don't fancy him and that's fine and I almost want her to just be like look love I don't fancy you I don't want to marry you because of it say call me shallow call me what you like that's the long and short of it because in the end I'd kind of be like no I respect that because you know, it's true. Like, if you're not attracted to someone, you know, touche. But I just, it's, I don't know. And the fact that everyone's like, they have these meetups and they'll be like, uh, like, I'm having like a super brilliant time. Um, but I actually, I'm, I, I'm leaving. And it's just like this weird, like, insincerity the whole time. And it's just, it's, I'm fascinated. I'm just fascinated um but yeah thought i'd just do a little update for you and clip i need to talk about this so obviously spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen love is blind spoiler alert okay they're coming thick and fast um obviously Gigi and damien i unfortunately saw it on gogglebox um that spoiler so fine i felt very pleased she walked away in the miss havisham slipover situation um he, I, I just, he was very serious, wasn't he? I can't imagine him having a giggle about B-Days, can you? <laughs> I don't think Mary, many Americans want, want to talk about B-Days, to be honest. I think they find the British obsession with talking about toilets a lot. He was just, I felt like he was had a bit of a personality vacuum. Like, I just, I don't know, I didn't get it. Anyway, so that was fine. And then, um, who else got, who else got married? Um... Um, Barnett and Amber, all great. All great. Saw it. We all knew. Well, not totally. I, I was. I was a bit. I thought he was a bit like on the fence. Don't know how long it's going to last. Um, but remar- unremarkable. Um, she's quite a lot. Um, what I do you know what did annoy me. Um, with Jessica and Mark in particular, and also with um Kelly and Kenny was the fact that me and Joe both picked up on this. Obviously, both women jilt, well, didn't jilt them, but they kind of said no at the altar. And then they both walked away and left the guy standing there like a bit of a lemon. And then Jessica's friend being like, oh, that was so embarrassing for her. And I was like, for her? For her? I thought the way Bloody that Kenny hell, addressed so- the audience. What what a legend amongst oh. men, Kenny. Honestly, and then her mum being like, I love this guy. And I was like, yes, we stand a Kenny legend. Like, honestly, I was just, I don't know, I was annoyed at Jessica as well because I felt like 
she'd she was just hint like although I, I knew she wasn't going to marry him, but she was really kind of like almost had me fooled. Yeah, almost, like, almost had, had me fooled. fooled. Um, I um, I just have I mentioned this already? But there's a bit where Kelly's sister um says yeah well we just love kenny you know compared to who jessica's brought home before not jessica sorry kelly has brought home before and just had this horrified face and i was like who the hell has kelly been bringing home before like you look traumatized i just want a deeper delve into kelly's past relationships because her sister looked over the moon that she potentially was going to marry kenny i know do you know i think I think I think Kenny looks a little tiny, tiny bit like Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. If you were a bit drunk or I had one contact in, hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I said. Joe was like, no, not at all. And I was like, uh, yes, at all. Thank you very much, sir. If we're doing that, I think what... Barnett looks a tiny bit like Joshua Jackson. I don't know what Joshua Jackson looks like for the older people. For the older listeners. Do let me know if you think Barnett looks a tiny, tiny bit like Joshua Jackson. Joe said um, Mark, um, Mark looks a tiny bit like Rami Malek, which, you know, yeah, I, did, I, I didn't see think that. Yeah, so I think, you know, I, I really, I really like Mark. And I just think, like, the fact that she used him not being ready as part of her excuse, I felt like saying, no, 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 no. Like, she, how re- many times has that poor man got to talk about it what else have you been watching well i have um oh i just don't know where to begin first of all if you're looking for some feel-good television magic for humans have have i discussed this before with you not that i remember so it's a magician called justin wilman and it's on netflix and it's i mean you know how much i love a magician and magic like you've seen me in a room with a magician like i'm a bit weird yeah, she's she's a lot with a magician. <laughs> I just think it's wonderful. It's so good. And Magic for Humans is a really awesome magic show on Netflix. And it's really uplifting. There's often like dogs and children in it as well. And he does magic for Susans. He always finds somebody called Susan and does a magic trick for them. Um, and it's based in... in I want to say what? A- magic for Susans. Magic for Susans. It's got its, it's, got its whole, whole little bit like magic for Susans. Doo-doo. It's right Stop. up your street. It's right up your street. So I've watched that, which is a really good kind of uplifting one. I've also watched as well um, Cold Feet Series 9. I'm going to just briefly mention that because if you're not a Cold Feet fan, you won't be interested. But it's on Series 9. It came out in January. I finally finished it. Um, what to say? I thought Adam was a bit of a bit of an idiot this season. Um I love David. I love his. I love what's happened to his character, and I love um, the softness between him and Robin, his ex-wife. Sorry, this is like a Love Island minute, but a Cold Feet minute. Um, I also, oh, what uh, Pete? Sorry, I forgot Pete's name for a second. I just love Pete. I just think he's lovely. Um, I thought the whole season was great, but yeah, Adam really kind of irritated me. But you know, I guess you've got to do something so that you can drag it on for another season. I'm here for all of the Cold Feet stuff um if you have got a lot of time in your hands itv player has got all series one to nine it started in 1997 so it is a bit dated but i love it um what else have i been watching sorry i've just gone off on one no don't be silly maggie's just trying to get up on the bed with me um so apologies again if you hear 
a sniffing in the mic. It is not me. <laughs> she maybe we should give Maggie like her own minute and and I don't know cover the mic in peanut butter going, and see what happens. Like, going like, oh, <laughs> Maggie minute. Stop it. Um, I have been watching Breeders with Martin Freeman, which is hilarious. It's also got Daisy Haggard in. Had to Google her name, but she was in episodes which is a really great tv series and she's also the lift voice in harry potter the ministry for magic oh yeah what what an imdb credit but breeders is about uh, martin freeman and daisy and they're married and they've got two children um i don't know if everyone would find it funny like jack and i found it funny because you just would never talk to your children that way but sometimes you would want to talk to your children that way so it's almost like a therapeutic kind of watch for us like we were laughing like ah, he's awful and then you're thinking oh yeah i can that situation um you can kind of almost understand it but you would never kind of do it so i, I don't know how popular that would be with non-parents but maybe give it a watch and, and let me know because i yeah, I don't know if we're just a bit delirious that we think it's hilarious. Oh, rhymed. <laughs> She's the poet and she don't even know it. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I've been watching this week is Sick of It, which has got Carl Pilkington in. I wouldn't say it's the most uplifting watch, but I quite like Carl Pilkington. If you don't like Carl Pilkington, don't watch it because there's two of him. So there's actual Carl. Um who isn't quite playing Carl, but kind of the, the general Carl Pilkington character. And he's a cabbie. And then there's two of them. So there's another version of him and that's his doppelganger. And it's kind of like his Mardi conscience. So he wants to oh. kind of be a bit more kind of uplifting. And uh, I can't, I actually can't decide which one's better that he's like doppelganger or him, but it's kind of like the, the what's going on in his head and like the inner monologue. And it is quite funny, but it is a bit on the kind of, Oh, come on, like, like life's not that miserable. Cheer up. But that's his whole brand, isn't it? So it, it's quite, quite it a good is, watch. Yeah. Oh, I've not. I love that you always introduce me to things. I'm like, how have I these bypassed me? Well, to be fair, you know, my husband does work in TV, so he's constantly, constantly knows what what what's new. Because if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be a bit like you, like, oh, what's that? What's this? So I do. It's almost like I've got someone doing the research for me. Okay, well, you've got a TV researcher on your team and I don't. Um, <laughs> but have you watched any more of The Trip? Have oh, you seen their Neil it. Diamond impression? Oh, my God. So I went onto Netflix the other day and I was like, what What was I watching in England? I've not been gone for that long, but I couldn't <laughs> remember what it was. And that's what it was. Thank you, Nana, for helping another Nana out. <gasps> no, I've not seen the bit where they do Neil Diamond. Okay, well, let's feed back on that next week. So two things in my world of TV. Obviously, my favourite genre is love and dating. Um, and First Dates is back. Oh, yes, you sent me a panicked WhatsApp. I remember saying, how did we not know this? Oh, and it's good. It's good. I did watch it last week and I loved it. But there's also a programme that my mum and dad were talking about called Five Guys a Week, which... Oh. Oh, yeah, that was my reaction. So, basically, it's on Channel 4. Um, it's on tomorrow night, which is a Tuesday. Um, yeah, that's right. Um, and the premise is that a lady invites five men who are looking for love to move into her home and live with her for a week. So there's six people in the house? Yeah. 
no, I'm already stressed. I'm already bothered. Who's doing... Well, I get... Actually, to be fair, I quite like this because that's really going to sort out the boys from the men, isn't it? It really is. So I'm, I'm, I apparently it's amazing. So I'm going to be watching that. Apparently, this is only the second episode this week. Um, by the time this airs, it'll be on episode three. Um, and there's ten apparently in total. So we're still in good time to catch up and discuss. And um, that sounds great. And I feel like your mom and dad are like that. They, they my mom and dad's TV recommendations are like a fifty-fifty. But I think your mom and dad's are, are probably right. a little bit better. Yeah, no, I, I definitely in with a solid 80, 8 out of 10 on the old recommendation front. And Bake Off. What, what do you mean, Bake Off? Did you watch it? Did you watch the Stand Up to Cancer with Louis Theroux and Ovi? Actually, I say Ovi, but you didn't watch Love Island, so Ovi probably means nothing. I don't know what you're saying <laughs> to me. I don't, know, I don't know what's happening. When well, was it on? I've definitely missed it. Last Tuesday... Oh, I've definitely missed it. Thanks for texting me. Oh, I'm sorry, because I watched it on Wednesday on catch-up. Well, I'll let you off. Good job we record this podcast every week, isn't it? <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I think there's I think there's more than one, because Tan is on it. James Blunt's going to be on it. Wow, um, how have I missed this? Hang on, Joel Domit. Hang on, Jen, oh yeah, Jenny Eclair was on it last week. So is it on every week? Hang on, this is terribly documented. So it will kick off on Tuesday the tenth, yeah. at eight pm. Yeah, we've well done. You well, you've done that one. Yeah, so it must be every week. Oh, fantastic! So we've got first dates to watch. We've got um, stand up to cancer bake off. This, oh my god! Let me just double check on the Radio Times. <laughs> Let Daddy check. <laughs> the only reputable source to get your TV listings, everybody. Oh no, clearly not us. Um. One day, the fringe of it, Hang on. sponsored by the Radio Times. So, but then it's not on tomorrow. Um, hmm, don't know when the next one's on. Maybe it's not. Oh no, it's because tomorrow is the wrong day. Yeah, it's on on it's on Tuesday. It's on Tuesday. Fine. But <laughs> what then it's, time? It's, it's first day, eight o'clock and what, five and um. What channel? So channel four. What, so I'm just trying to work out what day First Dates is on. Well, First Dates is never on 8pm anyway. So no, 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 but it's not coming up for 10 o'clock either. See, Maybe right. it's a Thursday. Yeah, but did I not say this about First Dates? First Dates drives me mad. It's on a Thursday now. I feel like it's on a Tuesday, it's on a Wednesday and a Monday. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This is what First Dates does. First Dates moves around the TV schedule because you remember how annoyed I get every time because I'm always like thinking yeah. I've got the day right and then I settle down to watch it and it moves like pick a slot and stick to it. Yes, it's Thursdays at 10pm now, First Dates. Confusing. Oh, so to, just God. to clarify, Bake Off Tuesday, 8pm Channel 4, First Dates Thursday, 10pm Channel 4. Exactly. How professional are we? Oh, so professional. I can't cope. Have you watched anything else? I've watched Gogglebox, but I feel like um, we were watching it at the same time because you WhatsApped me and you were... Um, oh, what did you even say? Oh, no, you sent me a recording oh, of, um, of Nutty, didn't you? And and I said to you, I don't even need to watch this yeah. recording. Like, I literally know what you're sending me um, because I watched it. And um, it was, well, they're both called Nutty, but male Nutty said to female Nutty, when I die, Nutty, um, don't play Bohemian Rhapsody at my funeral. 
What a request. And I was like, shut up. I, I mean, thought of you straight away. Only play Bohemian Rhapsody at my funeral, please. On repeat, please. Yeah, and what was the other one he didn't want either? Oh, it was another great song. I can't remember what it was, but I was just like, oh no. It was another banger. Oh, I was just like, they're not our people. No, they are not, but they are absolutely hilarious to watch. So I just love Gogglebox. I love it, but the only thing is, so I really wanted to start watching The Stranger, um, and now Joe won't let me watch it because he's like, we just know what happens because of Gogglebox. He's like, they've given far too much away. And I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, well, to be fair, I would never watch The Stranger because it's way too tense for me. And in that clip, that whole segment on Gogglebox, I was on the edge of my seat and like Jack and his family were like pissing themselves because they were like, how are you so into this already? And I couldn't watch the whole thing because I literally had the sweats watching that like little segment. <laughs> oh dear. I just oh love dear. Gogglebox for like dipping your toe into something that you might watch, but you probably won't. And then you feel like you've qualified, like I'm qualified, I've seen it, I can get on with things. <laughs> I've, I've now got an opinion on this because I watched the last five minutes on Gogglebox. Yeah, exactly. Spoilers and all. That's uh, that's all my TV this week. I do have a big TV roundup to go in the next section, but no- nothing else to report in this bit. We move on to this week's sub- um, topic. So today's topic is coping in times of uncertainty. I think we can all universally and globally agree that we are going through a very uncertain time at the moment. And I think for anyone, whether you suffer from anxiety or underlying health conditions or just someone that feels a bit nervous not knowing what's going on everywhere I think we could all agree it's a very strange time and what we Charlotte and I really wanted to talk about was kind of how to cope in it a bit we're still figuring it out ourselves um and there's no one way of coping or dealing with it or one correct way either um and I'm sure there might be things that could date quite badly um <laughs> that we might mention because I think after a week we'll be like I've done all the jigsaws um but we wanted to just touch on some of the things and resources we're using tv that will see you through um or hopefully lift a bit of the weight of this very funny time yeah we're already unsure um whether obviously the advice in different countries is is very different i know lots of people in the uk um are happy about what the government's doing lots of people are very unhappy about um the advice that that's around in the uk at the moment so you know that i think that's really kind of divisive but i know obviously um where the coronavirus is is really affecting people significantly obviously as china and Italy and there's a lot of people self-isolating in well places all around the world live I know you're self-isolating I'm kind of self-isolating as in there's there's five of us in a house but we haven't seen anybody else but there will be a a point I think where Jack I and Jack I (laughs) Jack June and I'll have to return to the UK um so and I just know for some people self-isolation isn't an option um whether it's for kind of economical reasons work reasons you might work in the NHS um you may have a job that doesn't allow you to work from home and and again everyone needs to earn money there's so many reasons why people won't be self-isolating but I think I guess the reason that we wanted to kind of put this podcast together and put some some ideas together is because I think 
you and well you and I especially have kind of reacted in the same way and it is kind of triggering for anxiety and, and worries and I've had a bit of a cry about it we've been whatsapping you know wondering what the best thing is to do and like we were saying earlier on in the podcast I think being plugged into the news 24 7 is a really really bad idea I've done it um I think Saturday is when I had my Saturday night I had a big cry um and actually, I said this to Liv and I kind of don't mind saying on the podcast, it was because Jack and I were kind of like butting heads about the situation. He was trying to be all kind of, you know, everything's going to be fine. And I was like, well, no, I I genuinely don't think it is. And, and whether it is or it isn't, um, I think that you need to allow space to to kind of let your feelings be like if you are worried you are upset you need to talk about it I think it's really important to honor that space and he, and he wasn't saying it like everything's going to be okay it, he knows that it isn't the lives have been lost but I think he just nobody wants to see their loved ones worried but actually saying that wasn't helpful in that moment in time whatsoever as a person with a very deep voice I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Mm. it's just I think it's just the uncertainty isn't it I think because like that's the thing like I have the luxury and privilege of being able to work from home but then I'm thinking should I kind of be getting on with things am I being I think one thing I've been saying to you and others on whatsapp is that constant debate of whether I'm being ridiculous or responsible um and I think that's kind of the thing that I think probably few, quite a few of us are feeling. Are we like, oh, should we like just if we are in a position to work from home, obviously we should. But I think because there's just so many different like points of guidance or not, it's just it's just it's just hard to navigate. Yeah, it is really tricky. But I think we were going to kind of do a do a show about kind of self-care and boundaries and I think that this ties into this I think um self-care I think for me definitely self-care I always kind of thought it was like bubble baths and like I don't know a luxury shopping trip but actually self-care is kind of being a parent to yourself and actually yeah doing what's best for for your mental health and it might not necessarily be the thing that you want to do but for example um I try and move my body every other day, whether it's a workout, whether it's um, a run, whether it's a it's a, a walk, because I I know that science means that those endorphins at the end of that workout are going to help me mentally, whether I want to do it or not. But like my kind of inner parents, like Charlotte, these are the facts. You will help yourself by going on a workout. You will help yourself by, you know, 
trying to eat lots of vitamins and fresh food if it's available to you. Um, and I think, you know, boundaries are things like not going on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, as you mentioned earlier, or the news and watching it 24-7. Like, you know, you can pull up the drawbridge and, and unplug for, for a few hours if need be. I think that's it. And I think on, I think what day was it? I think it was Friday. I'd had a whole day indoors. And I think it was one of the first days there was a real sense of like unknown. Um, And I had a day where I was kind of on top of work and I was like, what are things that I never have the opportunity to do at home? And I love baking. I love putting on a great playlist and baking something. And that's what I did. And it meant I was away from my phone and I wasn't kind of just keep checking. I didn't keep obsessing over things. And I did something that kind of had that reward at the end. I was like, oh, I've got some cookie dough and half of it I can freeze, um, which I was blown away by because I'm no domestic goddess or practical person. Um, And I was just like, it was so nice to just do the things that didn't evolve around the internet. And that's something I've seen a lot of online. I know it's kind of a luxury if you have got that free time at home, whether you're self-isolating or not. But people have been doing things and kind of getting involved with hobbies and things they hadn't done in ages, which might be like scrapbooking or like I've seen people painting or doing puzzles or I don't know. And it's 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 quite nice to see like I don't know I've seen a few tweets of people being like use this time to be super productive and I'm like actually use this time to really look after yourself and if you know if you come up with a great idea when you're you're in in these four walls that's amazing but equally use it as time that you can properly kind of almost reset if you can um I do think it's a tricky one because I think saying that people are still working we do especially in the UK we have to carry on um, at the moment and obviously income and those things are such a worry and I know it's conversations I'm pretty sure every household has had to have um, about rent and mortgages and all these weird things that we're like how are we navigating it and that constant thing where it's like oh like I have to carry on because I have bills to pay but then do I carry on if I'm working in content or like if I'm off work and I don't know it's a very complicated issue and we're not here to give you those answers either but it's kind of how to look after yourself and set those boundaries with knowing that you don't have to see all every single news story every single think piece and it's okay to say do you know I don't want to talk about it because I think the the one reassuring thing that I'm taking from this at the moment is that we are all in it together And it's not just an isolated area. It's like literally all of us are feeling these things. All of us are worrying. All of us don't know what's happening. All of us are kind of almost nostalgic for times where it was more normal and looking forward to plans. And all of us are worrying about money and food. And actually, I think there is something in that. Not that I'm not thrilled that we're all worried about it. I would much rather not all of us be worried about it. But there are a lot of people that are feeling like you um obviously that's always the case with anxiety and things you're never alone but I think especially with this even the people presenting their news are feeling like this too yeah I think 
I really agree with everything you're saying and I really think that you're right. Like obviously rather we weren't all in this together, but we really are like both of us were talking, you know, my parents self-employed, your dad's self-employed, I'm self-employed, Jack's self-employed. Um, you know, we've both had jobs cancel on us. Um, my parents, you know, uh, I, I won't go into it, but you know, we're all, I, I worry about them. And then, but then I think about everybody and everybody like you say, every household's going to be having these worries and these conversations. Um, and it does kind of, I always remember, well, anytime I've kind of had a problem with June and then I speak to another mum who feels or has gone through the same thing, I don't know, there's just some kind of solidarity in that and that somebody can really understand how you're feeling. Um, and as I said, I'd rather nobody was feeling these this way, but there is, there is some comfort in knowing that everyone is kind of in the same boat, really. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. And there is no right or wrong way about going about things. Um, you know, I've seen different tweets kind of saying, oh, influencers talking about what they're doing in quarantine. I'm like, but for some people, that's really useful. And some people find, yeah, that solidarity and seeing what other people are doing with this period of time. And, you know, providing it's not like, hey, how to do something like, I don't know, providing it's it's sensitive and it's thoughtful. I think there is that kind of solidarity in that as well. I think, yeah, I think you've got to kind of do uh, what's right for you. You know, if you just want to sit there, I, I, I saw somebody that said, I just want to sit and stare at my legs. I sat, I sat and stared at my legs for 45 minutes. If you want to do that, also to- totally fine. But I, I just think, yeah, find find what's right for you and find, um, in the words of John Lennon or Frank Sinatra, I can't remember which one, that said, whatever gets you through the night it is a song as well. So we have collated a few things that we think hopefully will be some nice distractions. So Liv mentioned jigsaws. I did my first jigsaw the other day, probably since, for 20 years, I used to do jigsaws all the time with my nana. Um, and we got... I thought you meant your first ever jigsaw then. Yeah, and I was like, what? But you know what? Maybe there are people out there who have not done jigsaws. It was thrilling. We spent a whole Saturday night doing it. I absolutely loved it. Um, I've also been reading as well, which is a great time. But as I said, my phone has to be in the other room. So I'm not kind of constantly kind of scrolling news feeds. Um, and then I've put together a list of my favourite TV shows that I think are uplifting or films, because I have never had as many messages as we when we mentioned Julie and Julia. So many people. Really? Messaged, yeah, so many people are like, thank you. It, and it, it is such an uplifting film. So if you haven't watched that already, please watch it. And I think the second recommendation that I get the most people messaging me about going, this TV show is incredible, is Escape to the Chateau. One person messaged me the other oh, day yeah. after I said, please make sure you watch the Christmas special. And she said she had a bit of a cry. It was so wonderful. Oh, it is pure, wholesome television. It's just, it's the kind of thing you watch and then you think, ah. Things yeah, are all right. Exactly. So I would recommend that. I would also recommend Supermensch, The Legend of Shep Gordon. That is a really positive documentary. I don't know where to find that at the moment because it was a couple of years ago that I watched it. So I have a Google for that, but it's a really uplifting documentary. I also thought the search, uh, searching for Sugar Man is a really great documentary um, because you just, that's one of those ones where you just don't know what's going to happen in life. And you're like, wow, what happens in that documentary is incredible. Um, and then also the Pixar story. That's a really good kind of uplifting documentary oh. as well. 
Oh, do you know what? I've seen a couple of people. Um, I've seen three friends. I think Alice Catherine originally shared it. Talk about Captain Fantastic as well as a really lovely thing to watch. That's um, sorry, blah, is... blah blah blah. I'm just getting really excited. That's a really great film to watch. Is it? Yeah, it's really good. You'll really enjoy the tailoring in that. There's a, a particularly nice red suit. <laughs> oh, watch it for the tailoring, if nothing else. Um, and also, I would, in that vein, I, I kind of feel it's in the same vein, is B- Billy Connolly, What We Did on Our Holiday. Oh. Have you seen that film? I haven't, no. No, you'll, no but that that is, if you like... Sorry, what was the name of that film you just mentioned? <laughs> Captain Fantastic. Yeah, Captain Fantastic. Um, if you like that, um, it's in the similar vein to what we did on our holidays. I think it is if it's the film I'm thinking about. Or am I thinking about a different film? Captain Fantastic. Has he got a family in a red suit? Yeah, I think... Um, no, is that The Incredibles? No, no, no. Hang on, let me just Google Captain Fantastic. Sorry about this, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got a red jacket. Yeah, he's got a red suit on, blonde hair, beard. Yeah, fantastic. I, I was just checking because I do this sometimes. And then Jack goes, no, you're not thinking of that. Like what you said, are you thinking about The Incredibles? <laughs> but no, I'm actually <laughs> thinking about the right TV show. And then you hear me bang on about the same TV shows all the time, which is Shit's Creek. Bear, bear with it through the first series. It really pays off in the second series. It's hilarious. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a really great comedy show. I'd also recommend Glow, um, which is about female wrestlers in the 80s. Um, Modern Love. Mortimer which... and White House. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to you in a minute. Hang on. I've nearly oh, sorry, finished I'm my not... list. <laughs> um, also... Um, Glow, which is about female wrestlers in the 80s. Queer Eye, Modern Love, which you've heard Liv and I bang on and on and on about. I'd also recommend Pose and Derry Girls is also hilarious. So hopefully that's some kind of like positive TV to keep you going. I think Liv's got a couple of suggestions. Oh, John, there's a, so basically one of my favourite people to follow who I've mentioned before on Twitter is Scott Bryan. Um, and he is a TV critic and broadcaster. And he's got a really fantastic thread of all the amazing things um, you should be watching um, on TV, basically. And everyone's getting involved. Um, so I've I started Curb, didn't I? There's Parks and Rec, which I haven't watched. The West Wing, people seem to really like. Um, How I Met Your Mother. I'm going to link this in the show notes because there's loads of brilliant ideas. Shit's Creek is coming up lots. I also really love Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing because Bob Mortimer is everything, basically. He is the one. Um, so I think anything with Bob Mortimer. I wonder what train guy's got to say about this. I don't know. This. I wonder if he's actually said anything. I'm sure he has. But I think actually, yeah, any Would I Lie to You is amazing as well, even if you just watch all the ones that Bob Mortimer's in on YouTube. Bob Mortimer fan club. Maybe that's what we could do with our spare time. Um, whilst we are talking about Twitter, I asked Liv to compile her favourite tweets that she's seen around the internet because let's face it, she spends a lot of time on there. I have compiled a list of top tweets and I said to Charlotte, I was like, how am I supposed to explain them? Um, but I will list them all in the show notes because there have been some hilarious tweets. I've seen so many good TikToks. That I'm convinced I'm going to have to get TikTok because I just can't cope. Have you seen the video of um, Arnie Schwarzenegger um, and his small horses? 
yeah where so that came up on twitter i think just as we were about to start recording and i was like i have so many questions like firstly what what are they his horses why are they in his house why has he got two why is he feeding them what's carrots. he feeding them he's feeding what's them carrots. going on i think they're his horses because i think she's called whiskey and lulu <laughs> whiskey and lulu my dad's gonna be super jealous he loves small horses. Does he? Oh my Cole, god! My, we never yeah. knew. <laughs> my dad is obsessed with like Shetland ponies. Like honestly, if you want to see a grown man turn to like mush, show my dad a small horse. Oh my god! I can't believe that. There's there's my dad who loves crafts and dogs, and then Carl over there who is obsessed with the Shetland pony. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of see that the apples don't fall fall far from the tree. Uh, honestly <laughs> oh i've just had when harry met sally is on netflix fantastic news fantastic news my favorite tweet um this week that i saw was from laura lex and i don't know if anybody has been following liverpool's journey to to winning the league i mean honestly i know the football's postponed for you know for the good of the nation but i have not heard anything else from jack about the football um but anyway there's a really funny tweet from laura lex and i fancy jürgen klopp a bit she fancies jürgen klopp a lot and i think i would say it's probably like a 15 to 20 thread uh, tweet thread and it's basically all about her life with jürgen klopp if they got married and it's possibly one of the funniest things that i've ever read so i'm going to pop that in the show notes for people to read because that'll take up at least 15 minutes of your time um, it is funny. It is very good. Joe has shown me some very funny tweets of like people watching the bowls and then like World Cup reaction clips where people are like over the moon. Um, and it's just it's very funny. It's very funny. Have you got any more That's tweets not all for I've us? Seen. I was going to say tweet cor- <laughs> Twitter correspondence. What else you got? Um, there was a very funny um clip from the metro of liam gallagher liam gallagher article and it says liam gallagher thought he had coronavirus but his house was just hot and a statement saying it's confusing and scary and i was like i think there's a lot of solidarity in that (laughs) i I am like that i'm like am i hot or is this something to worry about like june for example had like bright red cheeks um but she'd fallen asleep in her coat and i kind of knew that that's what it was but i think we're all gonna have a bit of kind of hypersensitivity to to kind of freaking out if you've got any kind of symptom honestly and i was like why is liam zoe london says why is liam gallagher me and i was like i'm with you on that there was also a very funny tweet it's hard it's hard to explain a tweet without showing it um and it the caption was two hours 16 minutes and 43 seconds into self-quarantine and it's a clip of spongebob singing and it is absolutely hilarious i wonder if i can try and play it now stupid but me and joe were solidly laughing at that for about five minutes um, can you warn um, me next time you're gonna play a clip like that because i have li- <laughs> <laughs> i don't think 
cracking carry on. <laughs> and then there was one more which really quack, quack, quacked me up. Um, I'm going to list these all so you can enjoy them first. But it's basically um, a girl on TikTok and she's running around with toilet rolls and hand sanitizers. And it says everyone going insane over the coronavirus and then a cat being blissfully unaware and basically our animals haven't got a clue what's going on and it's just the noises hang on it's like the girl running she's frantic and the cat it's you have to watch it i can't keep doing that Um, yeah i don't think we're going to make this twitter thing a permanent feature we tried it it (laughs) it's amazing also (laughs) Sorry. So I've just sent you one on Twitter and the last tweet you sent me was the most underrated moment from First Dates Hotel when Merlin was doing a cocktail and the cream wet in his face. Like, how, yeah, is that a gif yet? No, I don't know, but it's amazing. But I love that my, do... um, my, my direct messages to you on Twitter and, and mine to Jack are just us just sending funny tweets to each other, just back and forth all day long. That's how you have to communicate. Um, but there is an article that has been going around um, and I've just seen another person share it. And it's on the blog Bum- Bimblings by Josie George. And it's a blog post. It's basically, um, it's called Inside a Guide. And I think she's been chronically unwell since she was very little. And she spent a lot of time inside um, and having to kind of remain hopeful and keep busy. And she's done a whole blog post about hope and about planning things and taking action. And it looks amazing. I've not read it all, but I've seen a lot of people share it. Um, and about play and work and moving your body and all being inside as well. So what I will do is link that because I feel like that's going to be an amazing, amazing and very incredibly generous resource for lots of people. I think one of the kind of better things that I've seen floating around is if you go on the hashtag um, viral kindness, there is a printout. Yeah, it's well, I think... The, well, I don't know if the hashtag was there originally, but do hop onto that hashtag and we'll put it in the show notes and it sends you to um, a Google Drive and on there is a printout and it says, hello, if you're self-isolating, I can help. And it says, my name is, and obviously you fill out your name. I live locally at, you fill out your address or non-address if you don't want people to know exactly where you live. Um, my phone number is, um, if you are self-isolating due to and I, sorry to interrupt, but I saw somebody said you're either a coronavirus person or a COVID-19 person and neither the two will meet. This is the first time I've said COVID-19. <laughs> I can help with... COVID-19. Sh- <laughs> I can help with picking up shopping, posting mail, <laughs> a friendly phone call, urgent supplies. Just call or text me and I'll do my best to help you in brackets for free. And then it just kind of says some some top tips but you can print those off obviously if you know anybody elderly or particularly vulnerable um a neighbor you might have seen just you can kind of fill those out and pop them through the letterbox so I think that that's a really nice idea and I've obviously seen a lot of people very concerned about food banks this kind of stockpiling mentality I don't want to go into it too much but I think um you know, the only thing I've been stockpiling is a particular brand of French crisps, but I would have done that before the, before this hit. And I probably should stop now because I've eaten so many crisps. But um, the Trussell Trust or your local food bank, 
I think they would really appreciate a donation at this time if if you can and you are able. Um, we'll put a link to the Trussell Trust in the in the show notes. And then also Joe Jones and Sally Hughes, they have a thing called the Beauty Bank, but they're doing a special fundraiser for this this moment in time to help people in the UK who can't afford um, to keep themselves and their families as safe from coronavirus as others. So that's kind of buying essentials that hand wash soap and hand sanitizer so we'll put that in the show notes as well because I think it's really important at this time um to to feel like you're helping people and and kind of being useful because I think as humans that's kind of I don't know what we do best like I know there's the kind of the ugly side of it with with stockpiling and and you read some some really awful stories in the news but there's all these positive stories kind of coming through as well so we really wanted to share those um in the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it, we're going to put a thread of positivity in there as well. So if you have anything to add, um, any films, book suggestions, um, places, resources that you, you think would benefit um, from more contributions, just let us know and we'll keep keep that in there for you as well. Yeah, I've also got a list of a few people who have been doing really lovely content on Instagram that I've been checking in. A couple of people have asked me to forward over any accounts that I recommend. Um, And there are a few people who are really good people at uplifting your spirits. Um, The first is Sarah Powell, who we've obviously spoken to on here before, but I think she is such a ray of sunshine. Um, Her account is this Sarah Powell and She's brilliant at kind of no like acknowledging the fact that we're kind of it's a weird time and it's okay to be wobbly, but also a kind of just lifting you out of it and kind of making you think like oh she I don't know she's just brilliant she's amazing. Um, there's also the happy news, which on Instagram is the let me just double check is the happy newspaper. Um, so they share good news um only um and they've they've got tips for coronavirus anxiety or working from home um they've got just really lovely little quotes and mantras that's something the insecure girls club have also done recently um and charlotte who works with me on that has shared a really beautiful post with lots of mantras in kind of acknowledging what's going on but also kind of setting boundaries which I think is really important another person that Charlotte and I both really really love is Morgan Harper Nichols they post lots of beautiful kind of short that some of them are short poems some of them are beautiful quotes on the most beautiful kind of painted backgrounds it's it's it is art it is art that's that's what it is um and they're really really lovely to see and very calming to see as well which is great um other people who are brilliant to follow i'm just streaming them off now is megan from body posse panda she's done a number of things on her story she did a really really amazing live yesterday with her sister Gemma, and it was like a q a truth or dare and they were just doing some really like funny wholesome things they i think were doing each other's makeup they were dancing and I felt I felt like I was part of it. I was I was just sitting down and I was like, this is so nice. Um, and then she just shares things about it being okay to be anxious or scared. Um, and then just reading the responses and kind of getting involved with that conversation definitely makes you feel less alone with it. Um, and I think there's a universal sense of that all over the place. But um, who else did I have down? I, I literally went, I went to town. Um, 
Bryony Gordon is another person I really love. Um, and she wrote the book Mad Girl, um, has written a number of books and writes for The Telegraph. Um, but she's been talking a lot about um, the effect on our mental health, some tips on how to keep your mental health robust um, during this time. And just kind of reminders that if you're feeling a bit scared, it's okay, it's human. Um and just lots of really, really useful tips and articles. So she's another brilliant, brilliant person to follow too. I have just got pressing news sent to me from a follower and it says, Shit Creek, the final season is coming to Netflix on the 14th of May. There's a bit of good news. I didn't actually, I did know that I needed that because I was thinking this morning, surely now is the time for the final season of Shit's Creek to be released in, in the UK and my prayers have been answered. So sorry, oh, to, there you go. sorry to interrupt that. I love following all those people on breaking, Instagram. But breaking news. Breaking the fringe of the news. <laughs> That's only two that. more months to wait. So if you do feel at any point that you, you know, you want to feel a sense of community, as I say, head over to the Fringe of It Facebook group. I know that we've we've had some really lovely chats in there, not at times of crisis, so I'm I know that it'll only be better at a time like this. So as I said in the comments, share anything positive, anything that you think will uplift a Fringe of It listener. And obviously, if you have any resources that you think that we could potentially contribute or donate to um, to help others, please do post it in there. So hopefully, well, not hopefully, I was going to say hopefully you'll hear from us next week. <laughs> not, not, not meaning to go out on a sinister note. Yeah, let me, but you'll definitely hear from us next week. What I was going to say is hopefully I'll be back from France and hopefully the connection will be a little bit better than the one we've had today with about three different power cuts and five. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Stay safe, look after yourself, be gentle with yourself and try not to worry. We are all in it together, as my favourite high school musical once said. Um, so yeah thank you for listening take care and we will see you next week I feel like oh my god I saw a tweet sorry I'm starting up again talking about yesterday on BBC Radio 2 all the different people ending their radio shows like Michael Ball and apparently it's so emotional listening to lots of people kind of saying let's stick together in I'm thinking of you in solidarity and it's just it's quite emotional isn't it um so I guess this is our Radio 2 moment. So, yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there before you turn to Michael Ball. But, yeah, stay safe, everyone. If you need anything, the, the Fringe Bit Facebook group is there and we'll speak to you next week. So, bye-bye. Bye-bye. A new year is full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM. 
for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.